Hey, uh, hey guys, this is Kyle from Toko Munchies Podcast. I'm just giving a big shout out to my good friend, a nerd with a phone. If you want some silky, smooth ear candy, then jump on and listen to a nerd with a phone. I like the way this guy talks. It's, it's comforting. It's nice. So make sure you listen to a nerd with a phone and also drop over to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, listen to me, and drop by tokyomunchies.tiktoe.com and get some Japanese candy. Booyah! Can you smell what Tokyo Munchies is cooking? Hey folks, Charles here from Nerd with a Phone Podcast. I'm very pleased to announce that Nerd with a Phone Podcast is now part of the Indie Blast Podcast Network. It's very cool to share network space with shows such as Everyone Has a Story and Ghosts in the Valley. I'm very excited, and the words, well, they're struggling to come out, but we're going to make this happen. To my Anchor fans, I want to say, fear not, you can still enjoy Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where you always have, anchor.fm. And um, that's not going to change because that's how I'm making the podcast. But I want to encourage you, please head over to IndieBlastNetwork.com and check out all the affiliated shows here on the network because that there are some amazing podcasts going on here. It's a very exciting time to be in podcasting, and I can't wait to share this with you guys. Check it out, IndieBlastNetwork.com. All right. And if you're a podcaster, and you feel like a network would benefit your show, why not hit over and check it out yourself? Because um, there are no long contracts to be worried about. The network has very reasonable percentage asks. And uh, I believe this network will be a go-to network very, very soon. I truly, truly believe this. All right, guys, enough soapboxing. It's time. New episode of Nerd with a Phone Podcast brought to you by the Indie Blast Podcast Network. And as always, made using the amazing Anchor app. Stay tuned. Let's get nerdified. Alrighty, alrighty. Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where it is, in fact, always time to get notified. I'm your host, Charles. How have you been? And tonight's episode is a pretty special episode, uh, given that we just joined the Indie Blast Podcast Network, which you probably heard the promo for at the beginning of this episode. And we will get to tonight's subject, which is Transformers, all in honor of Netflix's announcement that they will be having a brand new show concerning the Transformers coming up sometime. They're being very anticlimactic about when it's coming out, but I, I was looking over past episodes and everything, and I realized that I had never really done a full-on Transformers episode, so... That Netflix announcement is just really an excuse. So we're going to talk Transformers and fun things of that nature. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about Indie Blast just real quick. Um, Especially to podcasters out there. um, If you want to get on a network, now's the time. 
right now over on IndieBlastNetwork.com. You can sign up, submit your show, and see what goes. I advise you, if you're interested, to get on this quick. Um, already five of us on there, and it's just growing all the time. So if you want to be in the first wave, now is the time. All right, and now on to our regularly scheduled programming. And okay, so here we go. For this episode, um, I have a lot of pictures and video from a place here in Evansville, Indiana, where I reside, called Secret Headquarters. It's a toy store and arcade, and they have lots of super cool retro stuff for Gen X people like myself. And uh, for the Young Bucks coming up as well. And so they had a Transformers event last Saturday. And I went down and shot some short video and took pictures. And those will be available over on Instagram. Nerd with a phone one on Instagram to see those pictures. And also Nerd with a phone one on Twitter. Um, Check that out. They're super cool, and I appreciate them allowing me to take photos and video as much as you want. They'll let anybody do it. So if you're in the vicinity of Evansville, Indiana, check out the Secret Headquarters located on North First Avenue across from Subway. All right. And I think we have uh, eight episodes that uh, originate from the secret headquarters now still up on the channel and everything. So, I mean, you can check those out just if you want to hear some arcade sounds and everything, um, check those out. All right, guys. Yep. For my new listeners, anybody listening over on the Indie Blast podcast network on the website, you may not have been introduced yet. Depends on how many episodes of the pod you have went back and listened to, but I have a sometimes co-host. He goes online by the name of Dreadful Rock Five Seven Four, but I know him as John. He's been on a lot of a lot of episodes, especially when it comes to knowledge that I geek knowledge that I may not be well versed in, and um, I was even struggling to remember the name of the Netflix show. So without further ado, I'm just going to let John tell you about the new Netflix Transformers show. All right. Hello, all. Dreadful Rock here. Now, the new Netflix show is actually titled War for Cybertron Trilogy. Okay. I watched the preview for it, listened to it and everything, and... Yeah, it's true. No Frank Welker, no Peter Cullen. Mm, but the voices they got are as close as possible. Okay. That is disappointing, though, because, I mean, Peter Cullen might as well is my, our generation's uh, John Wayne, really. Pretty much, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's too bad he couldn't be in it, but... Now, I have extensive knowledge of the... War for Cybertron storylines. And yes, I said storylines. Okay. 
Well, there was the actual comic book War for Cyber or War Within. The War Within, which is the story of the War for Cybertron. Okay. There are the books Exodus and Exiles. Hmm. Actual novels. Wow. Which is the War for Cybertron. Okay. And there's the video games. Well, yeah, I knew War about for those. Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. All of which basically cover the exact same story with just differences. Okay. Now, this new Netflix show, from what I could tell so far from the previews, is basically that exact same story, just retold again. Okay, but per presumably with some Netflix pizzazz thrown in. Oh, I'm hoping not too much. <clears throat> okay. Because it's a very intricate, well-thought-out story if they do it justice. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they Netflix has a pretty good track record when it comes to um, translations of manga. So I would imagine, you know, especially... Oh, this looks... I'm very, very interested in it. Mm -hmm. me, me as well. But, um, I mean, I would imagine that, th that the pressure on this is raised a little bit um, just based on the bar that is the awesome movie Bumblebee, which there is a review of on this channel. But um, I don't know, man. It's hard to say, because, like, as much as we both enjoyed the Voltron uh, that Netflix put out, it was divisive to the fan base. It's because it was completely 100% original. Right. It took everything that was Voltron and chucked it out the window and rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah, but it's still an awesome story, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> But I can see what you're saying now when it comes to uh, the treatment of those origin, the the source material I'm trying to say here. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Nerdville the Phone Podcast here on IndieBlastNetwork.com and on Anchor.fm. Please stay tuned. All right, so now that we have established um, what the Netflix show is going to be about and everything, we're going to try to coherently talk about the origins of Transformers in the first place. We've had this discussion before, but at the time, I didn't have the equipment that I now have and um, wasn't completely happy with the sound quality, although the discussion was great. So... If John's willing, we're going to have that talk now. I mean, can you lend some insight into the origins of Transformers? How did this begin? As uh, two or three toy lines from Japan. Okay. Uh, mostly from one uh, made by Takara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That were like bought out by Hasbro and then brought over to the States, and they just combined those toy lines into one. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That was a big thing going on in the 80s with a lot of Japanese lines. That's why some of them are just straight up cars and jets and whatnot, and others have like what seem to be pilot seats because, well, they are. <laughs> They're from a, a series called Diaclone. The Diaclone line. There it is. I always forget the name of that. The most famous ones being the uh, Dinobots and Insecticons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, quick shout out again to a Netflix show. If for some reason you are into geek nerd culture and you haven't checked out the toys, the toys that made us on Netflix, where have you been? Um, really good, really insightful show. It's just too bad a lot of it went in one ear and out the other for me, but I, I really enjoyed the show. And if not that, check out the YouTube channel Toy Galaxy. Oh, yeah, Toy Galaxy, definitely. And, um, well, shouts out to Michael Mercy on YouTube as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Michael Mercy and Toy Galaxy have more knowledge than I do on the histories and whatnot of this stuff. Well, yeah. Definitely. And they're great watches. They are great watches. And one more shout out from YouTube, if we may. Um, I want to give a shout out to Rodimus Primal, just simply based upon the fact that I <laughs> love that username. <laughs> Rodimus Primal. And there's so much Transformers in one username that I have to shout it out in a Transformers episode. But, uh, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> What can we say? Um, maybe. Okay, here's a good question. See if you can remember this. And audience, you too. The very first Transformer you remember having. Yeah, kind of a deep cut, right? Um, for me, it's really easy. It was Hound. The Jeep. Um, put that thing through its paces completely. Probably went through four of them. Uh, I don't remember the exact first one because I get I received a bunch of them all at once. Oh well, there there's a story there. You about how many did you get? Basically half of the original series. Oh man, whoo! Man, they was like, happy birthday or merry Christmas then. It was Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. Basically every single one that my father could find. All right. And, you know, I'm probably going to put this up on Twitter. Uh, about the only one I remember not ever having was Megatron. All right. And for context, because we don't do video here, um, what I'm going to do, if he will allow me, I'm going to take a picture of a tattoo that John has and put this up on Instagram. <coughs> All right. You do that, you have to do my wallet too. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Put it up on Instagram and Twitter because... I mean, even the guy at Seeker Headquarters was amazed at the wallet. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, but he has an Autobot tattoo. And if I'm remembering what you told me, you just haven't got around to getting the Decepticon on the other side? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I was going to do the Autobot 
symbol on my right shoulder and the Decepticon on my left shoulder. <laughs> Just never got the Decepticon done. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to throw, not, not really throw you under the bus, but maybe let you direct the conversation a little bit here. Because, I mean, for Christ, you have a Autobot tattoo. So what would you like to talk about next? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a fan, but not to the point where I ain't my body. So, I mean, what is the thing, I guess I'm trying to ask here, what is the thing that m made made you such a fan that would make that happen? Can you define that? Yeah, probably seeing the original 1986 animated film in theater. Okay. All right. As a six-year-old. Oh, well, yeah. <coughs> All right. Okay, tell the story, because I've heard it. Maybe the audience would like to hear it. It's interesting to me, so... Not really much of a story to tell. Me and my brother were, well, he was, yeah, about four at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was basically, he was into it, but he didn't really understand why yet. <laughs> okay. And we, my dad also liked the cartoons and stuff, and we found out about the movie. And, well, next thing I know, opening night, we're in the theater watching it. <laughs> All right. That's cool. And I remember distinctly that when Unicron spoke, the seats actually shook. Yeah. yeah. It literally rumbled. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I remember because when the movie came out, I was 9 or 10. I forget precisely the year that came out. 86, 87? 86. All right. Um, I remember seeing the news reports about that because, like, um, that, that was actually reported on the news that kids were being disturbed by it. It was more than just the spoiler alert of Optimus Prime's fate and basically almost half of every kid's toy collection. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs> but that itself, I mean, there was a, a few arrhythmia incidents reported. This is a matter of record, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Even my dad was shocked by it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, even him after the movie was over in the theater, he was like, the cartoon was never like that. <laughs> uh, see now I'll tell my, my story. That's funny and awesome. Um, now I'll tell my story, my viewing of it. Um, I was not fortunate enough to see it in theaters because at the time I was living in Tennessee in a little town called Harriman. Shouts out to Roan County, Tennessee listeners. Y'all know who you are. I know who you are too, but I'm not going to mention names without permission. Anyway, the, <laughs> the story here is that the nearest place to have gone seen it in theater would have been Knoxville, and my dad was not going to put up with traffic. But it just so happened that a little show called Bozo the Clown 
on WGN out of Chicago uh, worked out a right to show the entire movie all at once on the Bozo the Clown show. All right. That was the entire show. They got the hour and a half blocked out to show it and everything like that with commercial breaks. And I'll never forget it. On the scene, the famous showdown, one shall stand, one shall fall, and everything like that. When the scene, Wipe the way away your wife so recklessly. Mm-hmm. When it went to commercial break, it cut back to a real reaction from Bozo himself. And they, he wasn't ready for it. And he was like this. He was had one hand up here like this, wiping away a tear. <laughs> and he goes, just go to commercial. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember in school, uh, second or third grade, we were allowed to bring in movies to watch uh, <clears throat> for like a few minutes a day. And I brought in my taped copy of Transformers movie and well the teachers forced us or forced me to skip the entire opening intro <laughs> we started up where the credits started oh man that entire opening bang, bang, scene bang. with <laughs> with Unicron mm-hmm. eating the planet mm-hmm. they made me fast forward through that <laughs> I was like, uh, it gets worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should have seen the look on my teacher's face when Starscream basically turned to ash. (laughs) (laughs) And not to mention the execution inside the ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um... But here's, here was the thing about this, though, too. My father, who's also appeared on a few episodes of this podcast, um, when Optimus Prime died, he got up, looked me square in the eye, and goes, I'm going to the store. You stay here. Finish watching your show. You know what I'm saying? And I found out years later that um, he told me this. He went to the store so he could drive and everything like that. Like the death of Optimus Prime actually made him cry. And he didn't want his 10-year-old son seeing him cry at a movie. (laughs) So he got up and excused himself. Everything like that. Like it, I mean, but it was an emotional thing at the time. You know, it really was. You hadn't seen much, even in movies like that. I mean, it would have been like um, if in any John Wayne movie before uh, the one in which he, the one movie in which he actually died. If it, Cowboys. Yeah. If, if, if at any point, if any John Wayne character had just died taking out the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? It would have been the same reaction. There wouldn't have been a dry eye in the house. (laughs) And yet the makers of the movie had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Hmm. To them, they were just introducing a new toy line. 
And um, yeah, there was several interviews with Peter Cullen talking about that and everything. Like, I mean, he was, he said he was disappointed, you know, that the character, he always enjoyed it. And he had a pretty cool origin story for his voice, you know, for how he came up with the voice. I believe uh, Mr. Cullen had said it was a roommate he had had at the time that he was doing the audition for the part. And, um, but long story short, when it came time to the movie and everything, when he found out that um, people, that Hasbro, you know, wanted to introduce the new toy line in the movie and everything like that, he made sure to get it in his contract that he would voice two characters, you know, one of them being Optimus like that. And he figured that would double his chances of still having a job. The other one was Ironhide. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, execution on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and he was super, super worried, you know, everything like that. Yeah. History shows, like you said, how that worked out. But um, I don't know, man. We're going to take a short break right here. Having a fun time. Just need to rest, get a drink or two, and come right back. I advise you to maybe take a break yourself. Come on back. We'll see you in a sec. Hey folks, Charles here from Nerve of the Phone Podcast. I'm very pleased to announce that Nerve of the Phone Podcast is now part of the Indie Blast Podcast Network. It's very cool to share network space with shows such as Everyone Has a Story and Ghosts in the Valley. I'm very excited and the words, well, they're struggling to come out, but we're going to make this happen. To my Anchor fans, I want to say, fear not, you can still enjoy Nerve of the Phone Podcast where you always have, anchor.fm. And um, that's not going to change because that's how I'm making the podcast. But I want to encourage you, please head over to IndieBlastNetwork.com and check out all the affiliated shows here on the network because that there are some amazing podcasts going on here. It's a very exciting time to be in podcasting, and I can't wait to share this with you guys. Check it out, IndieBlastNetwork.com network.com all right and if you're a podcaster and you feel like a network would benefit your show why not hit over and check it out yourself because um there are no long contracts to be worried about the network has very reasonable percentage asks and uh i believe this network will be a go-to network very very soon i truly truly believe this all right guys enough soapboxing it's time. New episode of Nerd with the Phone Podcast brought to you by the Indie Blast Podcast Network. And as always, made using the amazing Anchor app. Stay tuned. Let's get nerdified. Hi, folks. You're listening to Nerd with the Phone Podcast. And we would like to invite you to please check out our Patreon page. And we have tiers as low as $1 over there. 
If you're enjoying the show, please consider doing so. Werner with a phone next. Okay, and if everything has worked as I have it in my head, this should be after the commercial break. And um, so for the second half here, I thought, you know, maybe talk about like video games and everything for Transformers and uh, get into a purchase I made at Secret Headquarters uh, about a uh, four-issue limited series crossover between G.I. Joe and Transformers. Um, kind of flip a coin. Where do we start here? Video games or the comic books? Mm, they're right in front of you. So you want the comic books. All right. So, and Twitter followers and Instagram followers have already seen this cover, but it was in a tweet storm. Uh, but it's highly recognizable and for my money one of the best covers ever put on any comic book is just Bumblebee getting blasted to bits by G.I. Joe. <laughs> Iconic. Actually by the cover it's Duke and Roadblock. Yeah. With Scarlet and uh, who is this one? I can't always forget his name. Oh, that's Beachhead. Beachhead, yeah. And Snake Eyes. Yep. Yeah, where's Snake Eyes hiding? Oh, well, he's a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Dead center. All right. So, I've only reread the first third of this four-issue limited series, but... Another nickname that I have for John is the Vault of Knowledge. I'm sure he remembers at least the story outline of these four comics. I haven't read them since they debuted. All right, but you can have like an imprint on what you think they're about, right? Transformers versus G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You're picking up what I'm laying down, man. Um, the if I remember correctly... Uh... Yeah, Joe mistakenly blows up Bumblebee, thinking he's one of the evil robots, and then end up repairing him and joining forces against the Decepticons. Yeah, yeah. And the journey there, and it fits nicely. Um, it fits nicely into the storylines that were going on in both comics at the same time. Like I said, I haven't read them since they debuted, so. Yeah. But Didn't find him anywhere. Well, yeah, that was my point. I debated very heavily about buying these. Um, but I don't know when you're going to find all four comics in readable, perfectly readable condition for 20 bucks. I, I, I just don't know how often that's going to happen. So I had to take a right. chance. I had to take a chance. Um <laughs> So we'll have a full review of that coming up 
eventually once I've had a chance to reread everything, give Dreadful Rock a chance to reread everything, but I couldn't not acknowledge. Well, you've seen the way I've been reading those mangas from the library. You know, it would take me almost no time to read those. Oh, yeah, that, that's probably 15 minutes for you based on how thick those mangas are. <laughs> for those of you wondering, I'm currently rereading Death Note. Say it again, Death Note? Yeah, I'm currently rereading Death Note. All right. So, short synopsis, Death Note, for those that don't know, Death Note is, is about a uh, Shinigami or a god of death who gets bored and drops his Death Note, which basically, if a Shinigami writes a human's name in it, they gain that person's remaining lifespan. But if a human uses it, the person just dies. Yeah. He gains nothing for it, and this kid, White Yagami, who is actually the son of a police chief, is the one who receives the death note and decides to cleanse the earth of all evildoers. And that's probably as about as spoiler-free as we can get without ruining the entire thing in whatever form people would choose to enjoy it. Excellent anime. Excellent anime. The manga's better, but mm -hmm. the anime is pretty much panel for panel. Yeah. Right or as panel for panel as they could get. Mm -hmm. Right up there with High School of the Damned. High School of the Dead. Ah, I always do that. This is why I have him on, by the way. Because <laughs> I am dyslexic. and It's just too bad they'll never finish Knights of Sidonia. Oh, yeah. But I actually looked that up online and read the mangas, and mm -hmm. the story actually gets better from where the show leaves off. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll probably do... We haven't actually done um, Knights of Sidonia review. That was pre-podcast when we watched that, so... Yeah. Um, might have to do that, but back to Transformers here, man. Right. Um. What about your favorite Transformers video game? Which one would Dreadful Rock recommend? War 4 and Fall of. War 4 and Fall of Cybertron? Yeah. All right. Those are basically, in my mind, the only two good Transformer video games. All right, so you're not a fan of Destruction? That's a whole completely different thing in its own right. Okay. Really? <laughs> All right. All right. So, essentially, that was a no, I guess. Destruction is the best video game I've ever played. <laughs> okay. It's just too bad they'll never make a sequel. Mm. Company closed? The game wasn't as well received as it should have been. Hmm. Well, boy, it's not like I could identify with that. Which, <laughs> if you've ever played the game, Jesus. That is a love letter to the original series if I've ever, ever sell one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cell shaded, perfect. I think they might have brought on um, either the comic book artists or some of the people that drew the show. Yeah, and every living voice actor mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. 
The only one they couldn't get was Chris Lada, rest in peace. Yeah, and that might have been why um, the game was doomed to fell on the sell side of things because you've got to pay Peter Cullen what he's worth. Even if he wanted to do it for free, union rules. And Frank Wilber. Yeah, the union rules alone would have made it impossible. You know, they basically needed to have Call of Duty level cells on the thing to break even. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, excellent game. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> the other semi-decent one was for the uh, PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. It was just simply titled Transformers. Oh, I missed that one. It was uh, based off of... Uh, I forget which cartoon. Anyway, it was the one where the three playable Autobots were Optimus Prime, Hot Shot, and Red Alert. All right. Cool. That one was actually really good. I think it was kind of sort of based off of Armada because you had Minicons. Okay. That you could... Equipped to give you different powers and abilities and stuff. All right. That was a really good game. It was just almost impossibly difficult. All right. And I never beat it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And for context, I did beat War 4 and Fall of Cybertron. Man, I tried to play those. And I can. I This is the case for me where I can see the quality of a game. But I was so, so bad at it that I gave up. In fairness to me, I was trying to play on your brother's Wii U. Mistake. You want to get the 360 versions. (laughs) Of course, first versions of them I played was PC. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then PS3, and then the 360, which I think the 360 were the best ones. Ah, uh, I think I, I think the control inter- factor wise mm-hmm. and everything, it, it just played best on the 360. I think the internet in general agrees with you, but um, I know I know Twitter does. <laughs> <laughs> I know Twitter does. Uh, but the internet may be divided between P uh, between. Um, PS3, Xbox 360, and computers. Obviously, I think at the end of the, of the day, a very high-end gaming computer is probably going to be the best way to play anything. But <laughs> especially if you have your favorite controller plug-in. Right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, Transformers to me is, like, quintessentially my childhood. Like, I don't have a bad memory involving Transformers, uh, but I can't do a Transformers episode myself without uh, telling about uh, one of my Dennis the Menace moments that I mentioned in the previous episode. Well, actually, I do have bad memories of Transformers, but (laughs) that's more the series. I guess. Uh, oh, well. That would be uh, Beast Machines. 
<laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, and animated. Yeah. So one of my dis- Dennis the Menace moments uh, was actually me and my cousin Jim. Hi, Jim, if you happen to be listening. Everything like that. Uh, we were at his stepdad's farmhouse. And um, I had brought my Optimus Prime down for summer vacation. And they had this staircase that, you know, how old farmhouses are. They have a, it was a, I believe, three stories. There was three different sections to the stairs. All right. And I decided that uh, because we were playing and everything with Optimus Prime, Megatron, Reenacting the battle, but I had decided that Optimus was going to like basically chicken out and run away. And I wound up rolling a transformed Optimus Prime Gen 1 that didn't have a scratch on it before this completely down that staircase. And by the time it reached the bottom, it looked like it had hit a roadside bomb. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many people want to smack you upside the head right now? <laughs> Including myself. Uh, <laughs> it didn't have a scratch on it. It was brand new. It was less than three months old. <laughs> <laughs> it was my second one. <sighs> the first one got stolen. Ah. Because I foolishly brought it to a swap meet, <clears throat> left it on a table, somebody took it. Dad bought me another one, I rolled it down the stairs. This is why I say I was Dennis the Menace as a kid. <laughs> well, know. at least you weren't dousing Hot Wheels with hairspray and setting them on fire and then launching them. <laughs> Like I did. Oh, at night, by the way, so I can watch the fire trail. Well, of course. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have the Back to the Future vibe. You got to. Um, <laughs> it's just what you do. It was all fun and games till the launcher melted. <laughs> oh man, the Hot Wheels were fine. Yeah, except for the wheels. Okay, those melted, but the car itself was fine. Uh, yeah. Alright, so, here's the point where I want to get audience participation here. Um, if on Twitter, you want to follow me on Twitter, or with the phone one, on Twitter, um, send us some fun memories you guys have of playing with Transformers when you were a kid, or more recently, because we're all just big kids that's what nostalgia is, right? So, you know, send us that. Or if you want to, uh, Anchor has a neat little messaging uh, component. Uh, you can send a message to the show directly at anchor.com. So, you know, just hit the message button right there on the website to get it done that way. We'll have other ways coming up pretty soon. Still looking into how certain things can work. Uh, got some 
feelers out there as they were. So there might be some changes in how we can communicate. But for now, the anchor message is the best way if you want to contribute to the show in that way and share a story. But there it has to be one minute. It has to be less than one minute because the message, uh, it's like leaving a voicemail. So yeah, you'll get cut off if you go over a minute. Nothing I can really do about that for now. Uh, <laughs> but um, anything that you feel, because I mean, I, we didn't even get to headmasters. Can't leave that out. <laughs> it sounds dirty, but it isn't. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've had fun time. Might say we've had a blast. Um, I want to discuss more of the war within War for Cybertron, Fall of Cybertron storylines, but I want to wait till after the Netflix show. Yeah. and Because, well, I am full of spoilers. Yeah. If they actually do what I think they're going to do with this series, I don't want to say any more. Right, right. Plus, it might be... um, Because there's a lot of insights and origin and this and that and whatnot, and a lot of which I'm hoping they actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be great to see them actually do it. (laughs) Like I said, I've read the novels, I've read the comic books, I've played the games. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I know the Netflix show has people directly from the video game series, and it's a Rooster Teeth production who have a good track record of treating IPs like this in a very respectful way. Shout out to Death Battle. Yeah. Exactly. They, they are all about nostalgia. So, I mean, of course, we. I am a fan of Rooster Teeth. I am assuming John is as well. Um, well, I know Death Battle. Well, there you go. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That is their number one hit with a bullet right now. Uh, it's doing better than a lot of other things. But uh, back in the day, they were... Uh, I even look forward to the battles, which I know nothing about the characters involved. Yeah, uh, their beginning was, I believe, the uh, red versus blue battles, where somebody had modded the PC ver, you know, modded Halo to uh, put their own voiceovers behind it, and it's just like two Halo characters talking randomly about inside jokes that only players of Halo would understand. Um. But it was kind of like The Office, but for Halo. That's how I've always described it. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) that's perhaps a different show. Um, But I want to finish up here. Well, before you wrap this up, I want to say that for me, the best variation of the War for Cybertron storylines, I forget the author's name. But were the novels. Okay. 
Transformers Exodus and Transformers Exiles. All right. Would you happen to remember the author's name at the moment? I just said I don't. Ah. Don't remember the author's name, but they are the best versions of that particular storyline I have ever read or seen. Okay. Which is what I'm hoping that the Netflix show is actually mostly based on. Right, right. Right, right. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe the internet can get lucky here and there'll be like an audible version of it or something. Next time I'm at the downtown library, I'll see if I can find them again because that's where I originally found them. Ah, cool, cool. But um, big, big thank you to IndieBlastNetwork.com. I'm a member now. Nerd with a Phone Podcast is a member of this network. It's awesome. It's just getting going. Um, but already five podcasts on there, including mine. And everyone has a story. Whose podcast? Everyone has a story as the founder of the feast when it comes to Indie Blast Network. Um, so big thank you for allowing Nerd with a Phone podcast to be on your network. It's it's an amazing time to be a podcaster. Lots of choices out there. So thank you for allowing this opportunity. And I encourage other podcasters, um, check it out and see if Indie Blast Network would be right for you. Um, again, Trans- Transformers Celebration here on our the Phone podcast. Thank you for listening, sharing, and perhaps subscribing to our the Phone podcast. Any final thoughts, John? Like, try to find those novels because they're awesome. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who doesn't read novels. Oh man, yes, this is very true. Um, I've always been a graphic novel, comic book, manga guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, the funny books with pictures. <laughs> well, he's wearing a Thanos T-shirt right now, Infinity Gauntlet. Um. But I wanted to say, you know, kind of ended on the same note as the movie. Everybody does it, and I got to do it, too. All right. See you next time until all are one. Peace. One more thing. All right. I looked it up because it was going to bug me till I found out. The author of the novels, Exodus and Exiles, is Alexander C. Irvine. Alexander? C. Irvine. And there's a third novel called Retribution by another, by two other authors. I forget their names right offhand. That's actually the third of the of that trilogy, and it actually does exist in the same universes as Transformers Prime and War for and Fall of Cybertron. All right. Thank you for that one more thing. We couldn't leave you all hanging. We couldn't leave it for next week or whatever. We had to give you the answer tonight. So, thanks for listening. Check out IndieBlastNetwork.com. And, bye bye